Away we go on an all-new episode of the Tall Can Audio Podcast, coming to you from our studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada. We're on Twitter and Instagram, at Tall Can Audio. Make sure you're following along there. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you're hearing us right now. It is December 1st, and that means a couple of things. That means those of you keeping up with us at home will be uh, starting your Advent calendar as we count down to Christmas in a very craft beer kind of way. And it also means it's time to touch base with a longtime friend of the show, the beer god himself, Andy Needis here. How's it going, man? Good, Matthew. Thank you for having me. <laughs> always, always a pleasure, my man. Um, you can find uh, them on social media at Need a Beer Co. We'll put all the uh, all the links to their social media feeds and uh, a couple other things I know that are uh, are fresh to the calendar this year. We'll put uh, links to those in the show notes at TallCanAudio.com. Andy, before we go anywhere else, what are we drinking today? We're drinking um, a new lager that we make. It's uh, Nita Light. And uh, 4.2%, it's uh, what I drink usually starting around 8.30 in the morning when I get to the brewery um, until uh, until I go home and then... Um, Step it up a notch. Well, then I make dinner oh, for the family nice. and then uh, and then when the, the family goes to bed, I'm just doing maintenance beers as well when I get sure. home and then I'll get into the bigger stuff and grind. So <laughs> This is nice. It's got a little more flavor than you'd expect of uh, something with a light on the label, right? Yeah, and so uh, for light beers, Still if, you, multi. if you look at light beers, generally there's like a lot of uh, adjuncts, and uh, the the targets for this beer were if we're looking at um, a 355 mil uh, or milliliter sample, uh, we wanted to try and hit uh, 120 calories. Okay, and because I chose not to use adjuncts, um, I'm using German Pilsner malts and a little bit of uh, Munich malt, which is a little bit uh, maltier than a pilsner malt. Um, it, it that gives you the the, the nice sort of uh, malty character and a yeah. little bit of sweetness to it. Um, but uh, we got pretty close to the one twenty calories to qualify for light beer. We got it to one thirty one, so eleven calories between you and I. I mean, <laughs> it's that's not bad. So I'm going to try and trim it down. It's still using some you know fancy German malts. It'll take a different approach to get there, but uh, that's that's the goal. And I I. So pleased with how this turned out. That's why I'm drinking it all the time. All right. All right. Uh, this is a nice one. And like I said, it's, it's, I don't know if I'm using the term correctly. You, you'll certainly correct me if I'm wrong. You, you like to do that. Uh, Sometimes. Yeah. This is maltier than a normal light beer. Like it's, it's thicker than a normal light beer. It's got a bit more mouthfeel on it for sure. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, large because we have some residual uh, sugars left in the beer. And, and that's typically how I'm going to sort of get the calories down on it. We're going to dry the beer out the next time so mm. that there'll be less residual sugars. Uh, so it'll obviously be less sweet as well uh, and probably taste a little bit more familiar to people that are, are drinking light beers. But it'll still, I think, have more uh, craft beer character right. than your typical uh, Coors Lighter. Sure. Some other detritus that... Uh, <laughs> These macro breweries make. <laughs> right. Uh, look, we want to talk to you about the calendar. We're going to get into that. Uh, I got another thing or two here on the list here we want to discuss. But, you know, let's catch up a little first. How are things been over at the uh, the Nita Beer Company in the last little bit? Uh, uh, Michaela and I were in there a couple months ago to uh, to record an in-house show, and, and we touched base then. But, you know, what's new over at the brewery here in the last uh, little bit? Ooh, so uh, this year... Uh, my wife and I, Bridget, um, decided that what we would try and do is some quality control 
on the packing of the calendars. So the only two people packing the calendars this year have been my wife and I. Oh, boy. And one of our, our sons, who I'm sure is completely of legal age to have done that. And uh, it's it's worked out well, but it's been a bit of a longer process. So we're, it's more been like packing on demand as we have to deliver, uh, which is sort of taken over the entire back of the brewery. So when we were doing the show with Michaela, mm-hmm. um, we had all that space back there. Right. So for about a month there, there's been no space in the brewery. <laughs> so I haven't been doing any brewing packaging. And so uh, the plan was after the show tonight, I'm going to go back to the brewery. We're going to clean up, or I was going to clean up and keep drinking. And uh, Can I come? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, there'll be lots of drinking. I just need to make someone or make sure someone is there to say, Andy, work less, drink more. Right. Like, ah, I need I'm supervision. Not your guy. <laughs> Um, so that we can get back into production mode. I'm hoping this week we can start packaging because I've got a pile of fermenters just sitting there with beer that needs to go to keg and can. Right. Uh, I need to get that out because, um, you know, I got to get Cranshaw's in the tank, which is one of my favorite beers, Mm -hmm. uh, and a couple of other beers so that we can keep up with, uh, what we expect will be our December demand. So. Is that, you know, month to month, quarter to quarter, season to season, whatever it might be, like is winter... You know, does that look different for you guys? What what's in uh, what's in store for people who be dropping in in December? Well, I I think that uh, for for us, obviously, you're always going to see uh, a peak in demand in December. And I mean, people's expectations is that we have our Cranshaw Spruce Dale back again. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are expecting us to have a stout again, so I'm going to try and have that happen. Um, get on it. <laughs> <laughs> so those beers need to get on the tank or into the tanks, uh, I would say in the next week and a half, which is totally doable so that we've got that uh, available for the Christmas uh, season. Right. Uh, but then after that, I mean, I, I've got to do some maintenance brews for the Bijou IPA, which I brought some of because it's so delicious. Nice. Um, uh, because that's one of our LCBO listings and we need to make sure that we've got that beer uh, available for our LCBO demand. Okay. But uh, after that, I think in January, like this has been of a wild year for us, um, both personally and professionally that I think what uh, my wife and I have decided to do this year is we'll probably close the brewery for two to three weeks in January. Right. Because people are ridiculous, I find, <laughs> is they, they make these resolutions about, ah, that's it, I'm uh, not drinking ever again. Or, All your uh, clientele <laughs> are going to be over at the Y for two or three weeks in January before they realize Oh, that was heavy and it's hard to run. I'm going back to the brewery. That's it. I just, uh, I've got so many aches and pains in these, you know, joints that uh, <laughs> I need some uh, alcohol. I never uh, thought of that, man. Cause I got friends who, uh, a friend of mine here we've talked on the show about before is a Paralympian. And every January she complains that the gym is just full of people that you know aren't staying. And they're prob- probably people who are normally sitting at your brewery who for a couple weeks decide I'm going to really give this a shot before, ah, screw it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> What I found is you have to find um, work-life balance or drink-life balance sure. in my case, but because I work where I drink and <laughs> yeah. I drink where I work, it's drink-life balance. And I mean, I'm, I ride my bike to the brewery uh, back and forth every day. Some days I can't ride my bike home, so I'll take an Uber right. uh, for obvious reasons. <laughs> but uh, I've always tried to find a way to, to manage to have physical activity as part of my everyday as well as right. additional stuff like working out and going for runs and – you know, because this is a, a lifestyle uh, that really can pack on some pounds. Certainly. And uh, I'm familiar with the phenomenon. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it used to be a running joke with one of the uh, the previous brew assistants that we had is that uh, somehow I've managed to, to maintain, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a certain physique. <laughs> and I've often said I, I am the most beautiful, powerful brewer in Ottawa. <laughs> um, 
This is why I call you beer god when you yeah. walk in here. Yeah. Is uh, I've you know I found that balance. You want to stay fit and you want to stay drunk, drunk or feeling good. Yeah, you know, you just take the edge off. Um, before we get into the calendars, I went for the first time uh, a couple of weeks ago on the uh, was it, the Brew Donkey tour. Ooh, that's a good time. Yeah, and uh, so they took us to uh, Bicycle Dominion and Vimy. And I wonder, I, I know I've seen on the website that they come to your, like, that was just the tour I was on. They go all over the place to different, and I'm wondering how that works. You know, do they call you guys ahead of time? Do you have to agree to be part of it? Can they just show up with a bus? I guess for people who missed that episode, I should explain. It's a bus tour. You show up at their location downtown and you get on a bus with other people and you go brewery to brewery and, and you, you know, try some stuff and you can buy some stuff. And it's, it's a good afternoon of, of trying a couple different beers. And I just wonder, you know, whether breweries have to opt in, what's the partnership like, what's the benefit to it other than obviously having people come to the brewery is always good news, but you know, how's it, how's it work from the brewery side? So, uh, Brad Campo, who's the owner is a super swell guy. Yeah. He'll definitely, uh, contact a brewery and ask if they would be willing to, uh, to host a, a brewery tour. Hmm. Uh, and I, th- the last I heard, um, unless he's starting to pay us more money, uh, was that for every person that comes to the brewery, He'll give us five dollars a head, okay, right? which is fine by me. I mean, that's fantastic. Like when you think of uh, just bringing them in, uh, in for the samples that we give them, that's kind of that's that's fair value for us. Sure, uh, but usually, um, you know what what we like to do is is wind people up, bring them in the back, and show them how to pour off the fermenters themselves. Ooh, nice for finished beers and even the bright tank. Yeah, uh, so that uh, you know their experiences need at Nita's is you know, very unique. Yeah. We didn't do anything like that at the other places we were at. And, uh, you know, it's, you, you get them excited about being part of, you know, the, the brew space sure. and, uh, you know, they, they tend to, to buy a little bit, but they also tend to remember the fun that they had and they always come back. Right. We have people coming back all the time saying, oh my God, I was a brew doggy tour. That was the best time and you're crazy. I was like, it's true. <laughs> I am crazy. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's a good deal. Like I think uh, the way that those uh, tours are set up, they're pretty good. And I know that uh, you probably would have got some food on the tour as well. So Brad, scones, yeah. So it's it's and water if needed. Yeah, so. they were offering that. And I, so for anyone not familiar with the the layout of of some of these breweries or the locations of some of these, Vimy and Bicycle pretty close together. They are now, yeah. But they took us from Vimy to Dominion and then back to Bicycle, and we sort of figured it out along the way. They're giving you time in between, as opposed to just bouncing <laughs> between one and the other that are close together. We're going to give you a little time to not necessarily sober up, but we're going to interrupt the pace you've set here yeah, and uh, make sure things don't get too. And I, everybody was super cool when we did the uh, the tour. You do go backstage and you do look around and stuff, but yeah, no, there was no uh, pouring off the fermenter yourself or whatever. But yeah, you, once they're in the door and they kind of they hand you a flight and you try whatever, and then you have some time afterwards. And yeah, you almost always end up buying buying more while you're in there. So I exactly. assumed it was a good deal for the, the breweries, but. Oh, it is. And I remember there used to be a time where uh, they would have the hosts of the, the Brew Donkey Tour suggest everybody, it's like, this is not just a brewery tour. This is a shopping trip. <laughs> they stopped doing that because it just was, it seemed like a little bit obvious and greasy, but um, <laughs> like, come on guys, buy the beer, you know. Was, right. A little too high pressure uh, sales yeah. tactics. Yeah. I, um, I bought beer while I was there. As you uh, should. Yeah. Bought a bunch of Vimy, uh, and then there was a couple, uh, Bicycle, who obviously is known mostly for IPAs. They had a couple of stouts, 
And uh, so bought a couple glass bottles of that. And then you're bringing them out from each one sitting beside me on the bus. I'm like, I didn't really consider how I'm getting all these off the bus when this tour is over. And uh, one of the people we were with won like a little uh, brew donkey cloth shopping bag. Right. I was like, I'm going to have to borrow that. Yeah. <laughs> or fight them for it. Yeah, tossing all my beers in there and, uh, yeah, and carrying I, them home. So. I'm going to need to borrow that bag or I'm going to need like, to choke the life out of you. Right, either you, way. You decide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The other thing we were noticing, you know, three beer, uh, three breweries deep was, you know, all the cool kids back in school used to rush to the back of the bus and get bounced around and what belly full of foam. You don't, you'd like to not be bounced around quite as much. So that's, that's a little veterans tip for any of you who uh, head out on the brew donkey thing. It might seem like a good idea to rush to the back of the bus. You'll be wishing towards the end. Your seat was, was up front a little less bouncy. Uh, that's it. And it have brought like a, uh, a two liter, uh, empty Gatorade bottle. <laughs> that's it. There that's, is some that. of that. Yes. Yeah. Hello. Um, let's get into this year's edition of the, uh, the holiday calendar that you guys are doing. This is year five. Foomf. Yeah. Year five. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's evolved over time. It's changed a bit. It, the, the breweries in it have, have rotated in and out. Um, you know, there's a couple things that we can get into here, but what's the, uh, the most noteworthy thing sticking out to you about this year's edition in comparison to, uh, to last year's edition. This is, you know, we're going to drop this on December 1st. So this will be the companion piece for everybody's first beer out of the, uh, out of the calendar. I think for me personally, um, was deciding to, uh, provide a, uh, a space for the, the people that enjoy this calendar to create some community and talk about the experience and share the experience together. So this year we've got uh, a Facebook group for the calendar as well as a, a core group. Mm-hmm. And um, I've uh, also taken some time to put together a couple of uh, fun videos to uh, to do the beer reveals. So um, for those You're going to get to see the beer god. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> what was, uh, in, I don't know, everybody's saying, no, Andy, it's fine. It's the monitor. But uh, I thought. <laughs> the camera adds 10 pounds. There, there's that. How many and, cameras uh, are on him? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jabba the Beer Hut. <laughs> Especially after us going on about yeah. how, how svelte I am. <laughs> no, it's just how red my face was. Okay. But I blame the wine for that. Sure. So. Uh, I was drinking some wine before shooting some videos to for the beer reveal. So each day is going to come with a complimentary video of myself. Okay. Uh, and my friend Dave uh, walking through, um, you know. That day's. That day's beer. So the day, uh, the brewery where they're located, uh, the, the beer name, the beer style, and some tasting notes and uh, a little bit of, you know, Drifting from, um, you know, our, our tangent, um, <laughs> some craziness went on on some of them, especially because we're doing 12 videos uh, in an hour and drinking between <laughs> five to six ounces that some of the ones at the tail are, are the tail end there. It's quite a pace that gets set, right? It, and, yeah, and it, it catches up on you, especially sure. if you've pre-drank like a couple of glasses of wine. Yeah. Like, so anyway. Um, it happens. It'll be fun. And then this Saturday, we're going to shoot the other 12 and um, – I just have to brace Bridget for that because she saw the end results. <laughs> okay. She's like, you're going to do this again? I got to do like 12 more. It's 12 more days. So what do, what do people search? How do they find the, the page either on Quora or on Facebook? Is it just the Need a Beer Company Facebook page or does this have its own? 
Uh, so the uh, the addresses or to, to the links to actually get to these two pages, um, if you've purchased a calendar, uh, uh, you've got the information okay. uh, in your box or we're giving people the information that have purchased it so they know where to go. Okay. Um, for those people that uh, don't know how to type a, uh, a URL <laughs> into a web browser, uh, we're also set- <laughs> we'll also set it up on our webpage so that uh, it's right there on the, the front page. Click the banner and it'll take you to some options. Do you want to go to Facebook, you know, group, or do you want to go to Quora? Right. Do you just want to see the day reveals or do you just want to see me drinking <laughs> and talking about the beers that you're about to drink? That's all we want to see. Um yeah, and I won't tell, I'm not going to tell you exactly what I was wearing, but uh, maybe a little bit risque. <laughs> Ooh. Who knows? More risque than the, the Lederhosen and the... Maybe this time crotchless. Oh, wow. We'll see, we'll see okay. what happens. So uh, the hits just dropped off there, I would imagine. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so was that just an attempt to, you know, increase um, interactions or create some community? Like I, I can remember going on... Uh, a couple different times through the calendar, and I, I, you know, normally uh, there's four or five people in in our group that that order them, and we have like a group chat going. But other times, you'd be kind of searching Twitter or or even Untapped, right? And like, who's talking about the craft calendar and and trying to? And it was kind of hard to pin down. I think this idea of creating a place where people can go and know that everybody's going to be talking about this and and getting a little information, like it's a cool way to create a little community. And I think that's uh, that was the idea behind it. And this was, once again, not one of my ideas because I'm not that brilliant. <laughs> but that was Bridget's uh, idea to do that is to, to get people sort of uh, talking about this adventure that we're all going to be going on. Mm-hmm. Right? The, and, uh, you know, maybe people can uh, make new friends and, you know, carry on this sort of discussion about craft beer and, you know, uh, other experiences you could have from those same breweries that are involved in the calendar, but with different beers kind of thing. Is it really kind of trying to create that, that community? And I think that uh, for me, that's going to be a lot of fun, especially getting the feedback. Cause uh, if every year I put in a beer that I've never made really before, or it's a, a pilot beer. Right. Like, so for me, I do that because I want to get that feedback and you get a lot of feedback and it's the easiest way for us to say, or for me to know, um, am I doing something right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what can I do to do it better? I would say a lot of times though, like we're making great beer all the time, Sure, but it's, it's certainly, uh, nice to get some feedback on our pilot beers to see what we can do to make them even more exceptional. And I think, you know, you referenced Bijou here a few minutes ago. Was that not a, that was a calendar debut, wasn't it? A couple of years ago, that was the Christmas Eve, uh. The 24th. That was it. Yeah. That was the, um, that was, that was in, uh, round one. And it's, I mean, it's, it's evolved since then. Right. Uh, mostly because, uh, Nelson Savant hops are so expensive. It's like balls. (laughs) Let's try and find some other hops that are more accessible because there's a hop, you know, that's, uh, it's expensive, but not always easily, you know, uh, accessible. Mm -hmm. You can't put yourself in a situation where if you're putting that into, you know, a high production run, then right. you're going to be at risk. Um, Suddenly run out of the ingredients. Yeah. So we, we flipped it around a little bit and I think it's, uh, I like where it is now. I think it's probably the best it's ever been and with the recipe hasn't changed for at least two years, I think. Hmm. So. so how many breweries are involved 
this year? How much turnover has there been from previous years? Tell us about this year's calendar. Scandal. Oh. Uh, we won't get into the scandal, but uh, this year there's 22 breweries. There should have been 23, and uh, we've kind of with one of our uh, one of the larger breweries that's always uh, – putting out amazing beers, uh, we'd said, hey, listen, uh, you got something else that we can bring into the calendar? Because we had one brewery uh, who was locked in for the 23rd and there was a little bit of... Um, scandal. Scandal. Scandalicious. <laughs> well, I don't know. I haven't tried the beer now since okay. the scandal. Could be scandalous gross. Anyway. <laughs> but unfortunately for one of the breweries, uh, a little bit of a shakeup... Uh, in terms of the uh, the staff that were there, and um, I didn't feel confident that with the person that left, mm. that uh, we could get a good product or the product at all. I was I was nervous about it, so we just said I don't want to take the risk because I don't want to be like packing boxes, you know, and be like they haven't delivered the beer yet, right? You know, right. or. We're packing boxes. I'm cracking one open just to make sure that it's okay. And it's just like, oh, dear. Oh, dear. You know, so, I mean, there's been years where we've had some obstacles with uh, with some of the breweries that we've worked with. And it, You've talked before in here about de- the the demand, right, or the output that some breweries couldn't keep up with. Or, yeah, yeah, and it, that it, put, it puts pressure on them and then they can't maintain a level of quality. Right. Uh, either in, in the actual brewing or the packaging. And I'm more worried about the packaging side of things, like when things go wrong there. And that's probably one of the places where they can really go wrong. Um, hmm. So, What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, if you don't, if, let's just say you're a small brewery that was in the calendar a few years ago. Yep. And uh, normally I would can your beer for you uh, because you would bring it to me in kegs and we would can it. Right. Um, you know, by backing it into the bright tank, topping up the, the carb and then doing it. And then you go and you buy a canner that's probably not suitable for the volume that you have to push through it. And okay, you, you have some issues in terms of, you know, your seams and stuff uh, or ingress of things going in while you're canning. You could potentially create some explosive situations. Hmm. Like not that your house would blow up because you've got a... a <laughs> You know, a, a can that's gone into a secondary fermentation. But I mean, we did have a year where we had a participant, you know, brewery where I would say almost all of their cans had uh, ruptured. Oof. And, you know, for some people, like it ruptured even before they'd opened the box. So then it's like soggy and uh, it was a disaster. And, yeah. Yeah, and, and obviously that, that that's a presentation thing. That's, you know, people get the calendar as a gift or they're looking forward to it and all of a sudden there's there's a mess there that you just, you know, makes the whole thing look uh, look a little worse. So you're saying someone you expected to have has been swapped out for somebody else in this uh, this year's, based on turnover. Yeah, and what we tried to do is like, you know, we said 22 breweries were involved in it. So we didn't create, uh, you know, we didn't say that there's, you know, 23. Sure. But what we did with the second beer from that one brewery is uh, we're not telling anyone who it is really just yet. Okay. Uh, we we tried to create like a, uh, a ghost brand uh, <laughs> so that uh, you still have sort of the uh, the experience of trying, you know, 24 beers from – assume 23 different sources or right. one mystery source. You sure, know what yeah. it is and yeah. uh, you can guess who it is Ooh. and maybe you win a prize. I don't know. Hey, how about that? Maybe I'll tell you after the show who it is and you win the prize. Sweet. <laughs> it's rigged. It's rigged. Yeah. 
I would expect nothing else. Um, so, you know, is, is there how much, you know, other than, than this one that's been, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a mystery, a bit of a, how many, you know, uh, we don't need exact numbers, but how much turnover has there been from, you know, last year's calendars and a lot of the same, uh, I believe I've seen. It's, it's about this. I would say, I think we had four flips on this one. Okay. Um, and I think I saw on their Instagram, they, they, they've been very active in, and I think tagging you a bunch. Vimy's in this year. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of Vimy and yep. I don't think they were in last year. No, they were in the first year. Yes. Um, I think it was their red in the first year. And, um. It's a great beer. Well, I had two beers in the first year because the first year that we did this, we had 12 breweries, two beers each. Right. That's right. Um, and then we, we just, they were one of the, the earlier breweries that we flipped out because we wanted to try and uh, work with other, other breweries. Sure, rotate like, through. And... Through, through Ottawa and be fair to everybody. And, uh. Right. It was one of the ones that, uh, it was just kind of kept missing, uh, it, it was all timing. Like the guys from Vimeo are fantastic. Like. Yeah. Um, Great guys. But it's, it, sometimes it's, um, you know, you send out an email, you send out the email again and you're like, we're looking for people to respond to it. And mm-hmm. normally what will happen, and they've been on the list, it's just, you know, we're, we're trying to get people to respond faster. Sure. And so this year when I was like, uh, uh, we reached out to them, they responded very quickly. Right. <laughs> Top of the list then. Because they yeah. wanted to be in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I think that's – they've been a, an amazing partner to uh, to work with this year in terms of uh, delivering ahead of schedule, uh, you know, uh, doing better than promised. Uh, so they've, they've been a lot of fun to work with and generous too with a lot of like uh, sample beers to, to, to say thank you for bringing us in. And they didn't have to but they did and I've drank them all and I love them all and um, – <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they make nice stuff and, and they've been good to this show as well. And, uh, but it, it's, yeah, a couple it, good Oshawa guys, which is where I grew up. So I'm, I'm especially fond. And when you talk about, uh, their presence on social media to support, uh, the calendar, I mean, that's one of the other things that we look at in terms of partners that, uh, who's you know, enthusiastic, who's helping. Yeah. Who's... And there's, there's a couple that unfortunately I was like, you know, guys, I've been asking for help and asking for help and asking for help, Yep. you know, so we can try and hit our targets. And it's just like I've got crick- or crickets from them. So, um, you know, there's a lot of breweries in Ontario and uh, more than there have ever been. And uh, where I would say that uh, when I've talked to a lot of the participants in the calendar, we're all talking about our sales are slowing a little bit in terms of, you know, numbers we saw from years previous. Right. Even through like the spike of the pandemic that, you know, we want to try and work with people that uh, that get it. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to work together. Uh, high tides, you know, raise all ships. Kind of, of course, um, you need to be a little bit more actively involved. So we uh, guaranteed next year there'll probably be a little bit of a shakeup again. Another turnover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's no different around here, right? With, uh, the the podcasting community in this city often works together and guests with each other and help each other out. But yeah, if you're not going to share my shit around when I'm sharing your shit around and when we're collaborating. It's probably not going to happen again. And it's true. Like it's, uh, I mean, I try to do my best, uh, cause you're a, a, an amazing supporter of the brewery. Like you're tagging us all the time. That's and cause you're an amazing supporter of the show. You keep the beers coming. I'm going to keep happy. Right. And, uh, you know, I try and do the same, um, for if anyone's, you know, putting air in my tires, right. I'm definitely going to pump some air in their tires. Right. Uh, cause that I think it makes good sense. Well, and that's how we can all grow our audiences, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, 
So I've asked you a couple times, and, and we do this every year, but every year the show gets a little bigger. We have some new people uh, along for the ride. How much thought goes into um, the order of the beers in terms of, you know, maybe we don't want to end up with four IPAs and then three reds or, or whatever it might be, right, in terms of trying to, um, you know, design how this is going to play out. Do you guys spend much time on that or is it more just getting the beers in everybody's hands? And No, this, I think this year we looked a little bit more uh, focused at the order of the beers because uh, we did get, we get feedback every year. We, sure. we take it yeah. and we uh, try and um, try and improve the experience for everybody. That we did have some situations where we had uh, a couple of the same style or similar styles. Like we had a, a series of dark beers, like boom, 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 boom. Right. You know, or we'll we had a couple week. of like back-to-back IPAs, you know. Sure. But the thing is we've never really had like a glut of any one style, let's say. Um, like we've never had more, I think, than four IPAs out of 24. But to put them back-to-back is kind of like, nah, it's not really going on a, an experience, right? So we've... This year we we paid more attention to okay let's start with you know in this I'm making this up now because sure. I'm, let's start with a logger mm-hmm. and then let's maybe you know drift into uh, you know an, an amber and then let's sort of like sneak in a fruited sour right and then let's chase that with uh, an IPA and let's cycle again you know try and mix up the styles but don't have them closely sort of related to, you know, the family of this, whatever style they're from, but just create more of a unique experience. Yeah. It, it becomes a bit more of a, a journey, right? And like, I'll admit freely, I have on the show several times, like a sour is probably my least favorite style. Yeah. And so, yeah, sometimes if you open up and this, again, I'm exaggerating, but let's say you had four styles and, or four sours in one week, you're kind of like, ah, this, this isn't very much fun right now. Right? No. But you know, as you kind of week to week kind of snake your way through the styles, you're like, all right, like I'm, it's not like I'm unwilling to try them and it gets dropped in on a Tuesday and then, you know, five or six days later, maybe there's another one or whatever. That's fine. And it, it's interesting to hear that that is, you know, you've talked a few times when you've been in here over the years about feedback being critically important and, you know, it, it's not just the beers, it's sometimes the presentation of the beers and yeah, spread it out a little bit, pay a little more attention to how they're being distributed throughout the month is Obviously, something people have noticed. You'll be happy to know, Matt. Mm. There's only one sour in the calendar. I am happy to know that. And uh, and and this is this is entirely Matt's own subjective opinion. Christmas is not sour time, right? It, it, Christmas is is just, like to me that's a summer thing. But that's because I don't care for them. And right? this that's is dropping. This this show will drop on December on the first. So. Not a huge, then, uh, spoiler alert, it's on day one. Okay. And it's our sour. It's Andy's sour. All right. And the, the nice thing about- then you uh, know what? I'm going to- Our ahead. sours are that uh, we've always engineered those to be a gateway sour. And with this particular one- They're not ridiculously tart or, no, or whatever. They're. It's not- You're not going to drink this and then pucker your face to the point no. of, you know, full facial <laughs> distortion. It's- uh, <laughs> What, what I always like to try and do with our sours is say, okay, what are the fruits that we're putting into this, this sour? Because most of my sours are fruited. Right. Uh, and I look at the pH of the particular fruit, and then when we sour the beer, we try and match it. And the biggest reason for that is 
if you can match the pH of your beer to your fruit, the fruit flavors pop more. Hmm. So I would say with this particular beer and, and a lot of the sours that we do, it kind of just tastes like a fruited ale. Yep. So saying that it's a sour no, beer you're right. is that's, kind of... That's fair. But... Uh, but I every now and then you go to a barbecue or whatever and somebody hands you something that does make you pucker hard and you're... That's not for Matt. That's not a Matt. Uh, yeah. But you're and, right. You're, and you hope is... that it was a sour beer. <laughs> Who knows what And not a beer that had soured. Because <laughs> no, I've had right. some of those. Yeah. And it, it, it's... I didn't produce them though, let's be clear. <laughs> for I sure. had those. You're right though. Your, yours remain more fruit flavored beer. Yeah. And I'm good with that, right? I, I, I can remember uh, just a couple of weeks ago, our buddy there from uh, from CFRA and, and Bell Media, Steve Bundo was in here and he had brought me something that was, oh, it was a spiced sour ale. And so there's a lot of things happening there, but again, it was, oh, okay. It still tasted like a beer as opposed to kind of drifting into whatever else, a cider or a, or whatever. And I got time for that, right? I, uh, I don't mind trying new things. Well, and, and so there's a lot of there's a lot of good things about sour beers, especially even if you go into like a full on sour beer, mm-hmm. right? If you look at a salad, right, and you put on a vinaigrette yep. dressing, that that sour you know vinaigrette is activating your palate for the food you're about to eat, right? So it just opens everything up. Sure. So my thoughts with sours are. Like if you're going to have a sour, 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 like a, a big mouth puckering, you know, sour bomb, <laughs> that it should, you should have it like before you eat, but you don't need a 473 or a 750 mil or right. if you probably need about, you know, maybe 355 mils or less kind of thing. Like okay. just don't yeah. go crazy on it. And uh, it's, it's a nice way to sort of start your, your meal. Um, this year's calendar, as we circle back around, I, I often let this show end up in all kinds of crazy tangents. That's my fault. Eh, nope. Not bad that happens here every week, Andy. Um, <laughs> as, as that happens, as, as we do this year's calendar, did you, you know, and, and obviously people on December 1st already have theirs, but have you continued to partner with the beer store? Has, how has that agreement played out this year? Is that something you'll be looking to continue or has it been better online just through your own distribution channels? How's it gone this year? Well, I would say, okay, so we came close to selling out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, had we partnered with the beer stores, I feel as though we would have sold out. Okay. Uh, we chose not to last year. Um because we shot maybe higher than uh, we should have, and we found that a lot of the uh, the sales were lacking at the beer store for the inventory that we had out sort of available at the beer stores. So we were disappointed with that, that we weren't getting the partnership that maybe we would have liked with the beer store. Not to say that they're bad. I mean, we, we, we have still like lots of SKUs at the beer stores. But in terms but there's of- like laws, like you can't just sell these out of the store. Like people either have, or out of your brewery, right? Like the, it's- Oh, we can now. Oh. Yeah, we got all kinds of fancy licenses. Okay, so look at this guy. what we gambled on was that because You couldn't now, always though. But thanks, thanks to Doug. Dougie. Yeah. How come this calendar wasn't a buck of beer? Didn't he promise us that? Wasn't that the... (laughs) Well... (laughs) Yeah, he may have overshot that a little bit. But there was a time that you couldn't sell this just storefront at the brewery. 
No, and, and because of uh, things that happened in the pandemic, and he opened up a whole bunch of things in terms of how you can get access to alcohol. Right. Yes. Um, Even just that, Uber Eats and whatever yeah, it, else, right? It, yeah, it so. made it possible for us to okay. uh, to sell that product through the front door as long as we sold that with food. And I mean, I could have threw a peanut at you. Sure. And that was enough. Here's a bag of Doritos and your beer calendar yeah, and off you go. You're good to go. Yeah. So, I mean, there's been some some positive things that have come out of the Ford government. Sure. Um and we'll leave it at that. Yep. That was a good thing. It's true. Even a broken clock's wrong or fucked it up. <laughs> Even a broken clock is right twice a day. Uh, so it happens and what, but you decided not to do the beer store thing this year. And it, is it, is it, do you think it's as much as, you know, the fact that it wasn't quite as successful there as you'd hoped, you know, the, the price of the calendar, let's be real. You're getting 24 craft beers. It's for craft beer lovers. It's well worth it. But if you walk into a beer store and see that 24 price tag in front of you, you know, maybe it, it scares the general beer fan off or. It, it probably does. And you kind of wonder like at a few stores where uh, last year, the like 10th line, uh, the 10th line beer store in Orleans, they were outrageously phenomenal. <laughs> probably one of the best beer stores in the world. Wow. They literally put the calendar on a pallet. Right in the front right of the store. Right up front, here it as is. As soon as you walk in. Out. And they're just rolling it. Yeah. And uh, hopefully they don't get in trouble for doing that. Uh, <laughs> but it was it was amazing that they did that. Like sure. they were like, we're going to support this because we got local people in here. We're trying to help. Yeah. Know. They, out there, they had the mindset. And there was other craft or sorry, other beer stores here in, in Ottawa that were, that were awesome too. Mm-hmm. But that was, that was amazing Above to give and us. beyond. To, to give us that, uh, that kind of facing. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, if, if we had saw that, you know, across the board, then yeah, we definitely would have been in more beer stores, but we said, let's, let's gamble, let's roll with it and see if we can work through now the new channels that are available to us, like through the front door, more direct delivery, uh, lower cost for provincial shipping. Maybe the beer store taking a big cut. No, it wasn't, no? It wasn't hurtful. Actually, okay. they were losing money on it by doing oh, wow. it, like okay. the way they set up the product. But I can imagine like if you walked into that 10th line beer store, and you're kind of like a maybe a semi-occasional Costco beer buyer, right? And you saw a two four for one hundred and fifty, you probably would like one eighty about face yep. and then run for the hills. Yeah, because you're going to right. Gatineau and getting the whatever the fifty six or the whatever <laughs> across in their Costco. The cube. Right? The cube is the word I'm looking for. Thank you. I was drowning over here. Um, that yeah, you can just buy whatever, and they do come out to be like a buck of beer. If you're that guy, you walk into the beer store and see this, you're like, no, that's not for me. But it was never going to be for yeah, that I guy. Mean, that that kind of drinking, like if you're buying a cube, that's therapy. <laughs> Craft beer <laughs> is it's experience. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, but it, it's. It, I've like never it, heard a frame that way, but yes, that's correct. All but right. uh, I mean, for those people that got shocked, maintain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's. I feel bad for them because now, like, we may have made their lives worse. You know, because <laughs> now they're like, I can't even go to the beer store and get a case of beer. <laughs> no, you're right. I got to drive, right. drive all the way over to Hull. <laughs> go to Hull, <laughs> or, or even farther. Is it? Uh, yeah, it would be in Hull. That yeah. Costco is over there, right? And yeah. It's like. That's a busy Costco. I've been there. Yeah, for sure. I, I've gone to hockey tournaments and bought cubes. Yep. You know. Yeah, of course. When it's just the hockey dads hanging out on a. Yeah, I'm not going to waste crap no. beer on those bums. No, for sure. Uh, so I have though. You're a good guy. <laughs> You're a good guy. So that 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 isn't over, 
necessarily it's just on hold to try out this year without them and, and see how it went. You, yeah. you could circle back next year if you wanted to. And the other thing we were trying to do was to uh, work with the craft breweries that were in the calendar and try and find a way to get sales you know, by having inventory in their particular breweries right. uh, so that they could hustle the calendar as well because they're participating in it. And uh, I would say uh, certain licensing has to be in place. Right. Um, and, you know, Five Paddles has been phenomenal. They're back, um, right? Yeah. The good kids. I, I don't well, they're still around. For... They still, they still, they're still around. I mean, in the calendar. Yeah, they're back. Okay. Five Paddles is back. And I would say. They make great stuff. I'm. Um, I'm a big fan. I'm looking forward to uh, – I haven't tried the beer yet. Okay. Believe it or not. Because yeah. with them, like, they just carte blanche. Yep. What are you putting in? Good. I'll take it. Sure. Because they've never – every time I drink their beer, it's always phenomenal. That's right. I've never had any issues. Same, same. Uh, and this particular beer, I'm not going to tell you what it is. was coconut cream pie or whatever. That was maybe my favorite beer in the calendar that year. It was so good. That's a tasty beer. It was. And just diabetes in a can and give me more of it, please. Like, <laughs> I'm in. Times two. Yeah. <laughs> this one I'm looking forward to. And okay. this is uh, probably a beer uh, more up my alley than the okay. coconut cream pie. Okay. Uh, Will you one... tell us roughly how far into the calendar before it appears? Well, for those people with the flats, they would already know. So I can tell you right now, they're day 15. Okay. So that's that's not too much of a mystery. No, that, I can, I, fair I, enough. I'll give you that reveal. Mine was a flat. I, I didn't go through and look at, at each. Yeah. So you can cheat a little bit if you, you have a flat. You, that's true. You can see what brewery it's coming from. Uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to trying that beer this Saturday. So uh, When you do your second round of videos. Yeah, second yes. round of 12. Yeah, it's going to be another good, <laughs> uh, it's going to be a good day. And that'll be, luckily enough, early because you'll be starting at, what, day 13. So you'll still be, you'll still have your wits about you. When you get to the five paddle, uh, God, I will, yeah. God love whoever yeah. is the 24th, which is often you. So I'm disappointed though, that the last time I was at five paddles, nothing to do with the beer. Yeah. Um, when I was there, uh, I was hanging out with Ian, who is kind of like more the, the salesy guy. Sure. Like they, they're Ed and Mike. And Ian are all like involved, but Ian's kind of like that personality, like he's the guy. Out in front. Right. Right. I get that. And so uh, I was going to hang out and drink with him, but also I wanted to check out they were doing a film festival, which he had said, which piqued my interest, is kind of like a horror slash soft, like softcore porn festival. And it was well, like. Text me next time. I'm driving <laughs> down for <yeah>. that. <laughs> But it it, just, it ended up I never got into the, the area where everyone was seated to watch the films because Ian and I were just uh, drinking and Watching chewing the hardcore fat. hardcore porn out in the <laughs> Well, we were just talking about it. It's like, could you imagine what this could be like? like and then we drifted on to other things. Sure. So I missed out. It happens. Like, boo. But so you were down talking to him. Uh, you said you were disappointed when you – or was it just that you missed the film? I missed the film. Yeah, okay. yeah, I was like, boo. But they make great stuff. And, and I'd never heard of them until they – yeah, it was two or three years ago anyway, when they first drifted in. And they, I think their first beer that year was like a orange creamsicle or something, which oh, yeah, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. wasn't right up my style. But the thing that I love about Five Paddle is if they tell you something is in their beer, 
it's pedal down on that thing, right? Like it's not a subtle hint of whatever. If they tell you there's some sort of whatever, and I find they use their stout a lot, especially in the winter as a base. We have this really good stout and we're going to start throwing shit in it and we're just going to see what happens. And more often than not, it's awesome. And that was the first time that I had even heard of those guys. And I grew up in Oshawa, right? So I'm back down in the Durham region fairly often. You're like, yeah, we're going to take a spin over to five paddle and just buy a couple of everything they got at this point. Yeah. And, you know, now that you know their names, Mike, Ed, and Ian, you can go in there and name drop and say, I'm friends with Andy. porn today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like, Andy said you'd hook me up. <laughs> And then he'll text me. He's like, Matt Robinson's here. Says he's, he needs hookups. I'm like, he's looking for a hashtag pint and porn. <laughs> hook that guy up. <laughs> Take good care of that guy for sure. Uh, no, it's a, it's a great brew. So, uh, you said there's been some turnover. How many of the, uh, and we don't need exact numbers, but a, a rough guesstimate are kind of Ottawa Valley versus the rest of the provinces here. Uh, you know, somebody asked me that and I looked at that and I think we're probably in around, 11 or 12 are Ottawa and the rest are out of towners, but by out of towners, I mean, now we're looking at Perth Sure, times two. Yeah. We're looking at, uh, we got three in Kingston. So it's not a, a far distance to travel, uh, for some of the other ones that are in here. And then the balance are, uh, Oshawa and Toronto Scarborough. Yeah, Oh, Common Good's going to be so mad I said that. Um, Scarborough's lovely. It's a lovely place. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, Scarberia. Um, no, but I like it. I mean, Scarborough's, it's it's kind of like, you know, when you look at uh, gentrification and stuff like that, I mean, you look at Vanier's really up and coming and like a lot of things are happening Yeah, there you step around far less chalk outlines of bodies now when you go yeah, to Vanier. I mean, it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, Scarborough's actually, it's, 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 Really up and coming, I think it's uh, it's it's morphed, right. and uh, I mean, this is not through the sort of the the rosy you know uh, glass of just I left common good, right? It's uh, I usually uh, end up in Scarborough, hang out a little bit, have something to eat, and then I'll go to Common Good because it's one of the last stops for me when I'm going to pick up the calendar beer, right? And then I'll go in and I'll talk to Ajit, who's a, a solid lad. Um, I have a beer too, and then uh, you know it's it's back up to Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's so. How far west did we get in this year's calendar? A hammer, man. A hammer. I always okay. go back to the yeah, hammer. Yeah. No farther because yeah. uh, <laughs> it's a long drive. <laughs> it is. It's far, far. I mean, I have I have family in Hammer, and right. Uh, you know, and you know what? One of the things I'm pretty stoked about this year is that uh, you know. I've often wanted to get uh, Clifford Brewing in, um, and this year they're in the calendar, so I'm nice. happy about that. They make nice stuff. Um, Grain and Grits in again. I love Joe, um, who's the uh, the owner of him and his wife, Lindsay. Okay. Uh, super solid. Um, They've been in before, and they make good stuff as well. That's... Oh, they make a great beer. Yeah. They're, you know, they're kind of like, if I was going to say that Hamilton had a five paddles, yeah, that's that's great and great, man. Okay. Like they're they make great beers, and similar to what you've said, is like when they say that this is what this is going to be, it's you're going to get that. There it is. It's right there. It's boom. Don't it's hint at it. Don't be on. subtle. Fucking bring it. I like that. And because uh, my brain's a little soft now, like they're <laughs> like they they've also got a brewer, and he's a, a great guy. And uh, I remember the the last time I was down there drinking, uh, 
with Joe and his his brewer and man, I feel like a heel because I can't remember his name, but I blame you. Yeah, that's um, fair. That's what we do here. He's like sharing all like these wonderful pilot beer samples, you know, and uh, they're all super yummy. But uh, the one that blew my mind the most, and stop me if I've told you the story already, um, is they made a, a a pumpkin ale. Oh, yeah. And uh, this was a very small, like, 20 or 30 liter pilot. Right. And uh, my attitude with pumpkin beers has always been, it, I'm not going to put, if I'm going to put pumpkin in it, I'll put, like, in a piece of pumpkin pie. There's your pumpkin. Sure. But then normally, like, to get that pumpkin flavor, it's associated with the pie itself. Anyway, it's all a lot of spices, yeah. right? Yeah. So what they had done is they said, no, we want to make a pumpkin ale that tastes like pumpkin. But any research that I had done and any investigations that I've done, I said, you would have to put in a lot of pumpkin <laughs> because it's such a soft flavor and it really doesn't get picked up a lot right. in your brews when you're making them. Anyway, he goes, here, try this. And I was like, this tastes like I'm licking the inside of a pumpkin. <laughs> But in a nice way. It actually tasted, if you like pumpkin, and I don't hate pumpkin. I like pumpkin. Yeah. I was like, this is excellent. Like, how much pumpkin did you put in there? And he's like, a lot. I won't get into it. But I mean, when you looked in terms of like the volume they made and how much pumpkin they put in, it is obscene. So if you had (laughs) to make this commercially, you go broke. Right. Like you couldn't do it. So as a fun project. Couldn't keep up enough pumpkins. No. You'd, you'd have to murder the planet farther than we've ha- had already. already. have, yeah. You know, to it would be outrageous. <clears throat> and that's their uh, pumpkin beer from Grain and Grit. Why? But it's not it, even. It's, not, it's, it's, it's just a, a fun it little just, pilot that they did. 20, okay. 30 liter. And, yeah. But it was so delicious. Like, I mean, I think that to, to do something like that, I think if you – you know, did like a melange, put a little pumpkin in, put in a lot of pumpkin extract yeah. and uh, you could probably achieve it and get it to a point where it's uh, it's possible to make and it's not going to destroy your wallet when you buy that can <laughs> of beer from them. It, like, <laughs> How much does, do experiences like that go into what you do when you come home? You're driving home and you, you know, after trying a couple things from a couple of other brewers that you like, you know, does it ever kind of tweak something in your head that goes... You know, maybe not exactly what they've just done, but hey, that thing they just did, I could do with this other thing I've been thinking about or, you know, how much collaboration, you know, accidental collaboration kind of comes into what you do. I mean, it's, I would say like those types of experiences and I've had a lot of them and I love them. It's kind of like, uh, it's like playing pinball in your head and there's a lot of empty space in my head. So just imagine, <laughs> you know, the ball coming down to the flipper and sure. tasting that beer is like firing that pinball up and it's like... It, it really acts as a muse. Like it really drives sort of uh, creativity and inspiration. And, uh, you know, it's – I would say when we, we – we made the, the, the Cranshaw spruce dale and I used to just use uh, spruce tips. Right. And it's always very resinous and it tastes, you know, super good. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking with Grain and Grit, like Joe would make uh, a spruced ale as well. And he said, well, there's this, uh, this hop farm – out in British Columbia, and they use uh, centennial hops and spruce tips, and they pelletize them both together. You should try it sometime. It's really delicious. So just, I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. Pelletize. 
What does that mean? Uh, it's is it literally turning it into a pellet? It's yeah. Okay. It's it's basically uh, separating the materials or as much as the material as as you want and trying to remove a little bit of the stuff that you don't want, like getting more of the vegetative material away from it as much as you can. And so then they would send you the pellets and yeah. that's what you would use in the mix, uh, like as you're creating the beer. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, it's pretty standard, like in the industry, like the but most tops are, so are, I need are, you to dumb this down okay. for me. <laughs> well, now it's, it's interesting now is like, there's so many new processes where, uh, cryo hops is another one. It's, uh, it's, it's like, we're just pulling out the oils from the hops and there's right. no vegetative material. Hmm. And so when those pellets go in, it's like twice as much bang for your buck. Nice. And you can get all kinds of liquid sort of hop, uh, hop oils and, and, and stuff like that, where if you look at hop water, which is kind of a big deal now at some, at some breweries, <laughs> like you're just basically pouring in uh, hop flavor into water, carbonating it and then boom, there you go. Wow. Okay. So it's like, I was looking at something like that because like you'd knock off hop water, like you would have sewed it an hour and that yells new product. So, so I cut you off there. You were uh, telling us that, you know, it, it would come pelletized and, and he had said they had made the, it's out in BC. Hmm. And I so I said, I'm going to, I'm going to give that a try. Right. And so what I ended up doing is continuing to use a lot of the spruce tips, but marrying that on the dry hop. Uh, a little bit of kettle uh, uh, hopping with the pellets. Hmm. And it just, it took uh, what I think it, our, our Cranshaw Spruce Dale to like this whole other sort of universe of flavor. You know, if you like spruce. Yeah. You have and to it, like it's spruce. It's a nice beer. You know, so I-, I Especially find, this time of year. Like I, I'm one of those guys. Like I, I have seasonal tastes, right? And to me- Christmas time, the holiday season into winter. That's a nice time for a spruce beer. That's, that's when you want to do that. To me, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm weird that way. It's, uh, it's definitely acquired tastes um, for those people with refined palates beer. like ourselves. Yeah, of course. But. Um, <laughs> everyone else can sort of work towards that refined palate. But I mean, I had Cranshaw in my fridge at home. Like I'd squirreled a bunch away uh, up until about two months ago. And uh, I wish I kind of, instead of just getting drunk and drinking them all in one shot, <laughs> I spaced it out until. <laughs> We've all been there, out. right? You got a nice bottle of something or you've got something put away and you just run out of everything else and on some random Tuesday night. It's too, uh, yeah. fuck it. I'm cracking into this. That's it. It's this or it's uh bed. <laughs> yeah. So we're going for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm kind of bummed out. So I'm excited to get uh, all the ingredients back in and uh, get that into the tanks, like w- hopefully within the next two weeks. Right. You know. Um, what if, What is it that you lately, outside of your own brewery, you've tried something that's caught your attention? What if, You know, a couple of good beers, um, you know, whether they're local or not, but- but outside your own brewery, if you had to reach for something right now that's caught your attention, what's been on your mind? Hmm, I got him. He does like his own beer. I do drink a lot of my own beer. Um, okay, so to set this up, um, I'm either a lager drinker mm-hmm. or an IPA drinker. Okay. You know, I don't often have a dalliance in between with any other types of styles. Uh, but I do and it enjoy- it took you guys a while. Like you didn't have a lager for a long time at your brewery. 
Yeah, the big reason is it takes so much longer to to knock one out, okay. and so we were just pumping ales out just so we could maintain variety. But sure. then uh, there's a point in my life where I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm in this for me. That's it. Yeah, I'm in this for myself. <laughs> like, uh, I need some. I need a day drink. Right. Um, I would say two beers that uh, I've really enjoyed a lot lately. Uh, is from Rorschach, mm. which is a malt liquor. All right. <laughs> um, which is way out of character for me. Yeah. And, but it's so good. And um, Grain and Grits Cold IPA. Oh, that's a nice beer. The Cold Call. Yeah. We've it's had that a few times so in studio. Oh, good. It's a very good beer. And the last time I was down there, I just, I was out of control. <laughs> and so I'm drinking with Joe. <laughs> And uh, I said, this is so good. I'm buying a keg. And I bought a keg. That a boy. Uh, it's at the brewery, but I should have like, because I'm going to put it on tap and I could have just guest tapped it. I should have bought a couple of cases of beer too, because then I could have hustled some of that as well, right? <laughs> but it is a tasty beer. Yeah. So one, maybe not so much true to Andy form, uh, but the IPA, delicious. It's a really good beer. But I mean, it's. Another one that's because I'm a, a big lager lover and I'll mention it is like you look at uh, Five Paddles Fast Beer, like yeah. it's a low alcohol, like super crusher. Yeah. Like uh, the which last be, time I was Which down. can be useful sometimes. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It's important. But then uh, there's – I'm trying to remember the name of their stout is. That's another one. It's a bit of a rascal. Like it's it's deceiving uh, at how smooth and easy drinking yeah. it is. It's the one with a skull on it. Yep. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. And it's got, it it always reminds me of Valentine's Day for some reason. Like it's got some sort of love, hate name to it or something like that. And it's a really nice beer. And that's the one that I referenced a little while ago about they seem to use it as a base and we'll just throw some shit in it. Right. And we'll see how that turns out. And And it's, yeah, that's, that one's off the charts. Like if I really, if I'm like, if I'm getting deep into the vinyl or whatever, and I (laughs) really want to take myself back on a bit of a, a a time warp, I'm like, I'm going to hit a couple. I think it's the Reaper. That is it. That's it. That's what it's called. The the Reaper. Reaper. Yes. Then I'll, uh, I'll slam a can of the Reaper, you know, drop the needle on some, you know, maybe it's, uh, tell us, maybe it's mind. Maybe we're listening to some old, uh, there you go, you know, and just sinking into that or. No, it's, you're right. It, it, that's it's the, the right beer for that album. It I really, think. it's a great in call. So many, in Let's so many ways. That. That's a great call. I'm going to have to get a bunch of that and just throw down uh, really anything from Nirvana at that point. But they, like I said, it, it just honestly feels like even that coconut cream pie that we referenced a little while ago just feels like, okay, we got the stout and we're going to throw a bunch of this in there. And this is what we're looking for. And here it is. And I can remember 2021 winter. Um, when the world is sort of, you know, it's, it's reopened and then it had to shut down again and they had like five or six things at one point at five paddles when I was down, uh, you know, isolating at my parents' place up in the Kawarthas drove down to Whippy and they had like five or six things that were all stouts. And it was just this time we threw some coconut in it. The next time we threw some, whatever, some vanilla in it. The time after that we threw orange and Whatever, and it was all just based off the stout, and then let's see what happens. And I'm look, I'm being an asshole. I'm sure more thought than that went into it, but for just a guy who likes to try stuff, it was all, you know, you like our stout, 
and here's our stout with something different in it this week. And I grabbed all of it and took it back up and, and that's tried the, it. That's the way to do it. Yeah. It was fantastic. And, and they make uh, excellent stuff. So, Well, I'm trying to do – and I, I dropped the idea with the guys the last time I was in town about a week ago uh, and said, you know, they're, they're on the market for sale. So I'll just yeah. throw that out there. Yeah. Um, and it looks like they, they might get a sale. Um, Is it wrong that that kind of bums me out? Like if they want it, out, good it, for them, but it bums me out as a customer. That's it. It certainly upset me. Like it's I was, little, yeah. I was definitely bummed out. Yeah, and because uh, they're such great guys, and um, you know, with Ian especially, you know, I said, you know, if if you move out of the industry completely, and it sounds like he's got um, something else that he'll focus on. Right. I said, if we can't do a collab before you guys sell. At least come up to Ottawa. Yeah. And if you, you know, you need to sort of spread your wings again. Sure. And create some magic. One last hurrah. Or several hurrahs until, <laughs> you know, just when you feel the need to sort of get that, you know, mash paddle out and do some brewing. Right. You've, you've got a place at Nita where, you know, we'll take care of you. Because you don't want to lose that kind of creativity, that, that talent, you know, and, um. I'll soak it in. Yeah. And then you can bring him over with a bunch of the result and, and we'll drink it here. And or we bring it down to the brewery. Yep. And you yep. can do like a live play-by-play. Sure. And we'll just keep you greased. Yeah. You know what? Your idea is way better than my idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the OPA. Another, another classic. OPA. So we're into the OPA here. Yeah. Tell us about this one again. Refresh the good listener who maybe doesn't know all about it. So originally this was going to be, and it was, a pale ale. And the name OPA uh, was an acronym for Ottawa's Pale Ale. Oh, I like that. Yeah. We were bold. We were like, yeah, we are Ottawa's yeah, Pale Ale. Yeah, yeah. Like All that. other craft beer may attempt, need a beer, this, Ottawa Pale Ale. This podcast is dubbed <laughs> Canada's premier craft beer fueled sports podcast. It's, How it's, many other craft beer fueled sports podcasts are out there? I have no idea, but this is the top one as dubbed by people in this room. <laughs> and this one I've always found has, you know, also has nitrous. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's extra fast. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So that's it. You guys went ahead and just decided, you know what? This is Ottawa's pale ale. Yeah. And I, then, um, at that time, when we came up with this beer, uh, my children would have been very wee, um, some still in diapers. Right. And uh, not my father able to be sweatshopped in packing like, calendars. <laughs> not like this year, no. <laughs> right. Um, uh, my father, uh, who's German or whatever, and they know him as his, the, the Opa, you know, they ah. saw this uh, and they're like, Opa, Opa. And uh, the beer... It slowly got more alcoholic and more hoppy and so we kept playing around with it that it eventually it just became an IPA. I would say it became more a traditional uh, East Coast IPA. Right. Like if you think like early craft beer in the US because mm-hmm. uh, it is a little bit amber, it's a little bit malty uh, and it's – we use a lot of the traditional sea hops like Cascade Centennial and uh, Citra would have been a new one. You know, um, but we, we stuck to all sea hops 
And uh, it's, you know, honestly, like if I'm not drinking Bijou, if I'm looking for uh, another great IPA that we make, it's this is the one that I slam. This is the go-to. Yeah. yeah. Like it's usually Bijou, Opa, and then one of our loggers. Right. I bandy between all three. Where are we at with the industry in this province at this point? And do you think we've reached maximum saturation? And I, I bring it up because it sort of feels like anywhere you go now into any small town, there is a, a craft brewery there. And I, I, and I'm going to try this to say this in my douchiest way possible. I summer in the Kawarthas. Oh, well. Yes. Hello. Hello. Good day. And uh, so Bob Cajun has the, uh, now the Old Dog Brewing Company. Uh, Lindsay has, I think it's called Flying Monk. Something, no, something Monk. Pie-Eyed Monk. Pie-Eyed Monk. The Flying Monk, I think, is a. Uh, How's their beer? Fly? Should they be, should they, like, should Pie-Eyed be in the calendar? Um. Yeah, you know what? I would say probably yes. And I'll be totally honest about this. And it's because I've already been honest with them about it and speaking to them. The first time I ever tried, uh, the pie eyed monk, um, was between Christmas and new year's several years ago now, pre pandemic. And, uh, me and a few cousins and friends went out, we went to their facility and, uh, when you're there, try the, the wood fire pizza. Fantastic. The beer wasn't very good. They gave oh. us a, a flight. I didn't like it. Um, I I didn't like any of them, to be honest with you. And oh. and that summer, uh, my cousin came back, one of the guys who had been with me that night, and said, I brought some pie-eyed monk. And I kind of made a face. He's like, no, trust me. And they had changed brewers. Like the head brewer, whoever was in charge of running the show, had, had been swapped out for somebody else. He brought some cans over. And everything... Everything was better. And, and, and where are they located again? They're in Lindsay. Oh fuck. I think I've been there. Yeah. You, and and they got a really nice facility. No, that's fucking out. fine. That's, <laughs> well, that's how it goes. Um, so everything I've had there since then has been anywhere from good to very good. And so sometimes it's just, you know, maybe they were getting bad feedback or maybe they were, yeah. um, so yeah, I, no problem at all with their stuff. Uh, but when I'm down there, it's, it's them. It's, it's the Fenland Falls Brewing Company. It's, uh, it, like I said, it's old dog over in Bob Cajun, old flame down in Port Perry. Like every small town now has at least one craft brewery. Have we hit a point where the province is saturated or is this going to continue to grow? How much is it cannibalizing itself? Like where, where are we at? I, I think it's cannibalizing itself. And I think. Uh, depending on the size yard. Now we're a bit of a smaller brewery, so we've been able to sort of, you know, pivot has been overused as a term, but <laughs> we're constantly looking at, okay, how do we continue to engage our audience or how do we also try to find uh, new clientele right. in a market that's super saturated, I think. Uh, and I think a lot of other breweries would sort of say the same thing. Like we've got more breweries operating now in Ontario uh, than we had pre-pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> and I think... That's wild. We can all agree that, and LCBO numbers will show it, is that consumption across the board has gone down. Hmm. And we're not seeing uh, a return to sort of... Pre-pandemic drinking. <laughs> yeah. Like, we saw some spikes for a little bit when people yeah. panicked. Yes. You know, they thought like, oh, it calls like toilet paper. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
But uh, <laughs> it's now we have more breweries and the demand's gone down a little bit. And is that an industry-wide thing? Because I, I can remember last year before Christmas, there was a worry about rum. We were going to run out of rum. And when I'm not drinking beer, and frankly, it's kind of family-wide at Christmas, my sister and I, rum, my dad likes rum, like we have family. And we came home and my dad had done like a. A rum run. Basically. Yeah. He's the rum runner. A box of I just, 12 uh, bottles of rum that you're the just first, in case. You're the first to hear it here, but uh, you may find that uh, there could be a shortage of need a beer Uh-oh. come December. Yeah. Not for me though. Oh, not for you. Okay. I mean, for your listeners. So okay. <laughs> maybe a mad rush to need a beer would be the. Yeah, good call. Yeah, get over there. You better get in there. Especially if we're going to be shutting her down for a couple of weeks there after the holiday season. That's it. Get in there. But I mean, like when I've been talking to, to the breweries that are part of the calendar, you know, and uh, I pop in and say, hey, everybody, how's it going? You know, I mean, it, it was almost the same question from everybody in the same way. It's like, so how's it going? Right. And I mean, the way that they're asking it, it's sort of, it's. Uh, you doing all yeah, right? I, I, I get it. It's We're all doing the same. We're all seeing a lot of dipping. In terms of uh, our sales, and uh, you, I would say on our end, uh, you know, we didn't see any big dips. We're kind of like flat, right? But it's been flat for so long. But to maintain that flat line or that plateau, we're constantly trying to figure out, okay, what do we got to do next? Try and engage and engage and engage. And I mean, I'm pushing. Meanwhile, your costs are going up. Fifty, yeah. I don't want to raise prices. Um, you know, I'm, yeah. I may be less creative than I was, you know, <laughs> two years ago because I'm drinking more. Right. And you think a lot of times you hit that sweet spot, right? Where you're like, oh my God, every idea is fantastic. But, you know, it's, I am killing a lot of brain cells trying to be creative. Right. I think I'm getting less creative, you well, know. One of the things you mentioned when we did the the show over at the brewery there a month or two ago was that you had sort of turned over some of the create creative responsibility to, I think, the, was it intern or? That summer student, yeah. Yeah, summer student and, and just a fresh perspective, right? Come in and what yeah. do you think about the art and, and things like, just a, just another voice, right? To somebody else to come in and go, yeah, why don't you try this? And I think that's sort of the, uh, the be- and this is why I think Five Paddles does so brilliant, uh, is that you've got... Uh, three guys now. It used to be four and then five before that. But you'd always have like these uh, – they could sit down and, and you know, have these brainstorms where um, for for me, I mean, I've got some investors that are, are mostly silent. Uh, we've got one guy, this guy, Poncho. He'll <laughs> pop in every once in a while and be like, you know what you need to make? You need to make a cherry sour. And then he just – he flies away and then I was like, okay, you know, I'll make it. Yeah. It's like that episode of Seinfeld when they see George's dad in a cape. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing a cape? <laughs> That's that guy. <laughs> that a lot of times too, like it's it, it's nice to get some of that youthful energy to say, you yes. know, this is the kind of crazy things we're doing right now. Like we're setting our hair on fire and, you know, we're punching pandas and, uh, <laughs> you know, that's a thing here in Ottawa. Um, Figuratively. <laughs> Over at the zoo, punching pandas. Oh, it's the panda game. <laughs> yes, I understand. <laughs> so only the, the locals will get that, but that's all right. But it's uh, it's it is nice to get some 
some fresh perspective because I say through the pandemic, I think that probably all businesses have felt this, that as a small business owner, you're exhausted. I don't think I've had a chance uh, or my wife uh, to to catch our breath yet that we kind of need to 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 get some energy from someone to kind of sort of right. act as a catalyst again, right? Yes. You know. Well, it's not, you know, it's not dissimilar to, you know, early on through the pandemic, Rob and I are trying our best to do our thing here, but sports aren't happening. No one's going out. No one's doing anything. And that's, you know, when Michaela ended up stepping in and her radio show had been canceled and jump in all of a sudden kind of get a bit of a shot in the arm, right? A little new energy, a little new perspective and, and, and you're off and running again. Sometimes just a different set of eyes is, you know, can make a big difference. And I think one of the, uh, the fun, um, new personalities to, uh, to arrive at the brewery, um, during the pandemic is this, uh, handsome gentleman named Alexi who used to be uh, a brew donkey tour guide. Okay. That bought a house near the brewery and he's been hanging out and, pumping everybody up and he, this guy has a lot of creativity and uh, he came and this is phenomenal. So when we had our Oktoberfest, he said, I'm going to run all your games Hmm. and he partied with us. I got him some later holes and we had a blast (laughs) and uh, uh, he's, he's come up with some fun ideas that uh, we're getting ready to execute on as well. So it's, it's nice to have the, like this young, fun energy, um, yeah, a different different vibe, right? Come from a different place, bringing a different uh, – a couple of weeks ago, my old man's in town and he and I rolled over there to uh, to pick up a keg but sat around, had a couple pints and place had some action. People were hanging out and, and, and drinking or whatever. I know at different points, uh, pre-pandemic and, and post-pandemic, you, you try and start different things up, game nights and whatever. Has there been any sort of – bounce back or are people mostly coming in and, and taking it home or what's the the bounce back been like? We're uh, actually, we're starting to see a lot more bums in seats at the brewery. Right. And so now we're trying to uh, figure out how to we like configure that space to get more bums in seats because right. it's starting to fill up more and more on yeah. Thursdays and Fridays. Um, I was surprised. If I'm being honest, I was surprised just because I know some of the clientele there is because they work there and often on a Friday, you're just grabbing and going home, right? There were people sitting around having a good time and, you know, it was kind of a fun vibe in there. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, uh, it, it's slowly coming back. And so the other thing, so that we've decided to do is to try and open up a kitchen. Okay. So, uh, just this week, I finally, uh, vented a new convection oven that we got. It was a commercial thing. Right. It's pretty intense. (laughs) And uh, my wife's been working on uh, pizzas. So between some of the regulars, my wife doing um, the pizza doughs and preps and stuff like that, some of the regulars who are engineers are we're taking this pizza and we're trying different operational sort of, you know, conditions on this oven so we cook it optimally. Uh, So it's not going to be like one of these like, you know, stone hearth pizzas. (laughs) It's – we're using a convection oven because then that way we can try and do other things. Like Sure. Because you look at nachos. What are nachos? But pizzas with – Chips, yeah. Yeah. you know, and so we're looking at getting some food options in there so that, you know, we can try and get people to come and stay maybe a little bit longer, enjoy some food, watch some sports, 
Um, we've got a new big screen that uh, I'm in the process of installing. <laughs> um, and we've got like, you know, the crazy sports net packages and sure, the TSN and stuff like that. That I think what we'll try and do is create some more events where Sens are playing. We'll come on down for a, a Sens team. Boo! <laughs> Sorry. Well, most, most listeners will appreciate well, that. I'm but, just not one of them. Or, you know. Sens Leafs. Go Leafs. <laughs> Go Leafs. But I mean, I've always been uh, a local of course, sports fan. Yes. Like, and when I lived in Hamilton, go Leafs. I live in sure. Ottawa, go Sens. I, I totally get you. Uh, you know, a red blacks guy. I, I understand. You know, yeah. the, even even though the red blacks, it just pains us to like them right now. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a painful thing for sure. It's you know, difficult. It's, uh, next year's gonna be great. Um, best ever. But like baseball, perfect, right? It's every afternoon. It's every, like it's always on. Have that up. Well. Might hold people for an extra half hour, have a bite to eat while they're drinking, and well, it's crazy. So we had the uh, the first game uh, for Canada soccer. On yeah, Wednesday. yeah, yeah. Place was jammed. It was nice. jammed. Gorgeous. You know, and uh, we had the game on. It was fun to watch. I mean, it was uh, like one nothing. I mean, that's that's how it goes in soccer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like but, it's, but Canada was in it, right? We were competitive, and it was exciting. You know, and there were some opportunities there yep. where you know they. You know, it, it, it could have been different. Um, so, yeah. We'll, so trying to make it more of an event space as much as just a... It would maybe driving more towards being a brew pub. Because when you look at some of the successful uh, craft brewery stories in Ottawa, like, I often look at the clock tower. Yeah. Look at the longevity of the success that they've had. Yep. Brew pub, right? Yep. Uh, nice beers, good the, wings. The Tua Brassier. Yep. I mean, they're there, but whatever. It's successful in a way, I suppose. It's not my jam. It's not my jam either. But, uh, but they but do I mean, all right. The the one that I would say is probably the best example of a, an excellent brew pub um, in Ottawa is um, Floor Hall. Oh, yeah? See, I've never been in. I've never. Good I've, beer. they got a restaurant I've, situation. I've tried some and, of their stuff, but yeah, I've never been over there. Never yeah. been in. It's a. I think that's a, a pretty good setup, and it's probably uh, a good benchmark for I think uh, what a lot of breweries that my size are should right. probably sort of start progressing to to be successful. <laughs> you know, it, and it, it when you look at the business side of this, right, if people can only come in and drink beer, yeah, you can only it, stay for so long. Yeah, and then so maybe you're you're getting it's like a twenty dollar bill. Yeah, but if you have food there, I'll stay. <laughs> You know, got the game on. The bill gets a little bit more exponential, and then so per person, it it's a lot better for business. Right. So it's I think that uh, that that model is is much better than just the uh, tasting room. (laughs) Well, I guess then as we start to get ready to wind things down here, you know, you've been in, man. I think every year that we've done the that you've had the calendar, um, always. Appreciate the time. Always appreciate you coming in and, and allowing us to kind of pick your brain on where the industry is at. Uh, and I, it, it does sort of feel, you know, to circle back to kind of that last thing we were talking like, I don't know who, it's such a negative way to put it, but like who's going to not make it or whatever. But it does feel like we've sort of hit a point where I don't know how much bigger this can get. Right. It doesn't feel like this right now, this current state, it doesn't feel like is, is sustainable. We'll, we'll see. Uh, I think 
just look at what happens in the states. And uh, I mean, when when we've ever made big decisions about our business, we've always looked at historically at what's going on in the United States, and that's why I've been there a year or two ahead of us, maybe a little more than that, right? Like, oh hell yeah. yeah! And I mean, I've I haven't really participated in maybe this sounds terrible in a lot of the uh, the brews associations in Ontario and Canada because they're in their infancy. Uh, I've always been a member of the Brewers Association of the United States up until this this year because I think that uh, we can recognize that there's a pattern of behavior for breweries in North America and it, right. it they've led the way. And uh, this year I think is the year where we, we join the OCB and uh, we'll look at the Canadian uh, Brewers Association to see if there's value in that. But the OCB, there's, there's value there. Um, that we'll spend our money differently. But for me, it was important to look at what was hap- like what can happen in North America because what's happening in the United States will likely happen here and it's happening. And what, what you would see in the United States is that breweries open, breweries close. And you've got like the cycling of like recycled equipment of like these breweries people are opening. each other's spaces other ones are closing, and selling each other and, gear. And, yeah, and, and people are just trying to sort of figure out, okay, the brewery has to have a personality. What are you about? Right. Well, I'm about beer, but okay. I'm also about uh, Twilight Sparkle. <laughs> and we'll see how that works. And I mean, it's it's very cynical sort of look at things. But I mean, if, if you're going to open a brewery, uh, it can't just be that, well, I make good beer. Right. There has to be a way for you to engage an audience and who are you and what are you about as a business that people will want to come to you. You came in here in August to uh, to record your uh, your shout out for us on our thousandth episode. Yeah, yeah. And you and I talked off mic at that point about a brewery that I had been sampling quite a bit, and I had said to you, I don't really know how to communicate with these guys. All of their beers, they're fine. There's nothing special about any of them, right? They're plain. Yeah. And you had said to me, you got to tell that guy. You got to tell him, you don't want to be a dickhead and get on Twitter and tell him, you suck. Right? But yeah. here's here's what I think of your, your beer. I'm, and I genuinely want them to succeed. I, it would be great just because of where I hang out and, and stuff like that. But so, uh, you also were then able to sort of reel me back in and say, you know, you're, you're not everybody, right? You, not everybody wants to try something crazy. And if you're going to succeed in an already flooded market, maybe in a small town, you have to make things that are accessible to everybody and you can't have the flavor cranked all the way to 10 or, or whatever. Like it, it, it sort of feels like we're at a point that you sort of have to decide, are you going to be a brewery that is just way out there crazy trying everything or are you going to make a please everybody sort of, you know what I'm saying? Like a, a, a general Not, consensus. Yeah, we, we, we can't all be flying monkey. Right. You know, and pushing sort of some, the, some boundaries in terms of what we can do in craft. Yeah. Especially in a small town, right? Like that's going to turn people off. And we definitely can't all be, uh, I'm trying to think of like, um, like we can't all be Coors Light as a craft brewery. Do you know what I mean? Do you feel like being in a big city allows you to take more risks than being in a small town where I, I really need the city to embrace me, right? I really, I can't alienate 
I think what you have to do and what we're constantly doing at the brewery is looking at uh, data. And this is the boring part of owning a brewery sure. is the business side of it. Yeah. Is looking at what people are buying right now. And there's a lot of granular data that's available for that, right? Sure. So if Ottawa is 40% IPAs. Yeah. I better make an IPA. You know, 20% stouts. Yep. Um, 40% lagers, let's say. Sure. Let's keep it simple. Yep. Then that's your mix. Yep. And then the next thing you have to do is find a way to engage the audience. You better figure out your marketing and advertising. Right. The, the thing that I've learned the most about owning this type of business, and it's the, the most tedious and boring part of it, is the marketing side of it. Yeah. Because I got into this, like, I just want to make beer and drink beer. You can't I want to do, do that. radio, but I need to find a way to make people listen to it. That's it. Uh, yep. So it's, <laughs> there's more to it than sitting down and making beer or talking into a microphone. So, and then you start getting into things like, okay, demographics. Yep. Like which age groups do you want to target? And what are those age groups? What are they all about? And uh, how do you engage them? And what do, like, it's, so there's it's so much. It's, uh, it's worthwhile though. Cause the, one of the big things that I found out in, you know, running a business is that if you want to engage an audience, you have to engage your community. And then the more that you do that, the more, you know, the people that are in your community mm-hmm. and then you can find ways to sort of support that community. Right. If they're supporting you, you support that. Sure. You know, and, um, so it's more about the outreach than the style of beers you're making. It's, it's associating yourself with that community and. And yeah, I started to, to drift off there on a tangent, but you <laughs> just captured sort of my thought there is that. <laughs> That's my job. I, unfortunately, uh, if you get in this industry thinking that you're just like a brewery, um, that's not true. Um, you are, uh, you're a beverage manufacturer that you make beverages, mm-hmm. but you also have to specialize in branding. Right. It's all about the brands. Yeah. Yeah. Find a way to kind of OPA, Ottawa Pale Ale, right? Like find a way to kind of tie yourself into the community somehow instead of being something generic that, uh, that I could find anywhere else. And yeah. Beer, beer beverages is more business than it is beer beverages. Yeah. Well. That's why you do what you do and, and, and I do what I do. You understand how this works. I'm just the guy who sits here and drinks beer and goes, yeah, I like looks, that one. It looks, it looks good doing it. <laughs> <laughs> God love you. Uh, we'll wind this one down here. It is, uh, December 1st. We hope you're all enjoying day one of the, uh, the Nita advent calendar. What? Do we have a hashtag that we're supposed to be using? Anything we should be promoting here in terms of, I, I know uh, we'll, we'll add the links here to the Facebook page and the the Quora group, but uh, you know, in terms of how we want to communicate, how we want to get this out there, what are we even supposed to call it? It's, I, that was one of the problems when you used to, it was <laughs> the Nita Advent Calendar, Nita Holiday Calendar, Ontario Advent. Do we have a, an official title or are people just? I think it's the Craft Beer Holiday Calendar this year. Okay. Every year it's something different. Yeah. Or maybe it's the same thing. And because we've had so much to drink, we can't remember. In between. Yeah. In the last 11 um, months. 
Hashtags, uh, you got me. Okay. Um, we'll ask Bridget. Yeah. Yeah. She Let's knows. loop her in. Yeah, she knows the, what's uh, up. Loop her in on the hashtags. Yeah. Yeah. She's a huge hasher. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I can't tell you, like, we, we over the summer – uh, celebrated our thousandth episode, uh, just a week or so ago was the gray cup. And so on everybody's Facebook memories, you know, I'm one of those guys who go back and circle through you, you hooked us up in that first week where we really got on the radar with most of the sports media here in this country when gray cup was in Ottawa and we had all kinds of sports media types in our, uh, in our other studio upstairs here in the same building, um, all of them sipping on Nita product that you had uh, hooked us up with. I should say we had to replace it because you were in on night one and me, you and Rob just <laughs> destroyed the entire supply. And then uh, you were good enough to, to take care of us that week. So look, we've been around, we've been doing this for a while. You've always backed the show and uh, can't tell you how much I appreciate your, uh, your support and you coming in here and, and obviously the product as well, man. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, uh, Matt. Um, it's, it's, Always too much fun coming in and doing the show. It's nice to have someone who It's frequently enjoys, been a problem like yeah. <laughs> for, both, for both of us. <laughs> it's always nice to have a, uh, a solid drinker yeah. to sit down at the table with no, and not do this pace, alone right? because no, otherwise that would be a problem. <laughs> right? That is uh, Andy Nita from the Nita Beer Company. We, uh, we have arrived at day one of the uh, craft beer advent calendar. All the links we've mentioned throughout the episode will be available in the show notes at tallcanaudio.com or wherever you're hearing us inside your podcast app. So make sure you're subscribed uh, and, uh, and following along. We're also on social media at tallcanaudio. They are on social media at Need a Beer Co. Again, links in the show notes. For, uh, for Andy Nita, my name's Matt Robinson. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you all next time. That's it. Not work under these conditions. If anybody wants me, I'll be downstairs at McDougal's. Call the weekend guy. I don't care.